What's up, everybody? Gate 7 International. We're back. First playoff win of the season. Feeling really good today. Marcial joining me as always. How are you doing today, buddy? I'm fine. I'm fine. I hope everyone is fine, too. And I hope everybody else is doing fine. It's a lovely day. Always love getting a good win on a Sunday. Before we get started, guys, don't forget to like and subscribe if you aren't doing it already. The bigger we get, the more new people check out the show, the more new people check out the channel. As we brought up before, almost 50% of the viewers that come into these episodes, especially recently, are not followers of the show. So subscribe if you like what you see. Like to help us get those engagements because that helps boost us up the algorithm. So the more engagements we get, the better it is, the further this can stretch. So help us continue to grow the red and white community. Um, and quick, quick little messages from our sponsors. Don't forget, if you are shipping anywhere around the world to Greece from the United States, Australia, the UK, or from Greece to any of those other areas, especially the United States, go visit our friends at Piraeus International. You can visit them www.piraeusinternational.com. And as always, Champions League is back upon us. Things are in full swing. We have the quarterfinals coming up. Really fun stuff. Europa League as well. Bet cards have come back. So bet with us. Uh, if you are looking for a place to bet, you can go check out betus.com.pa. Use our promo code GATE7INTL in all caps. They give you a 125% deposit boost, which is a very aggressive match. Their odds are also really, really, really good. So check them out if you want to bet along with us, or at the very least, you can check out our bet cards to see what some of the best bets are for the day. Now, before we start chatting about the playoff match and post-match, we have a couple of quick shout-outs. First and foremost, guys, congratulations to the Libyakos volleyball team for winning the European Championship against Maccabi Tel Aviv. They crushed the first leg. They won three sets to nothing. And then in the return leg, they also won. They only needed to win two sets. They did right away. So they won two to nothing. Clean swept the final. Congratulations to them. Big win. Uh, and another European championship being brought home. Also, ping pong. As of today, uh, Libyakos' ping pong team are also European champions. So congratulations to them. Uh, Libyakos is bringing home European titles in multiple sports. We love to see it. And lastly, Libyakos basketball had a big win. That is 12 straight victories against Panathinaikos. Mechritelus, it is fantastic. Guys, I'm not even a basketball fan. I can't tell you too much about the sport itself, but I've been watching Olympiacos basketball this season. They're a lot of fun to watch, and you guys should check them out as well. And then last but not least, again, before we get into some post-match, a quick little lone watch, guys. Uh, Doran Leidner, as you guys know, not just from the deep dive that we did about him, but we've talked about him a lot um, before his loan move to Austria-Vienna. Um Doran Leidner had a goal and an assist today. I believe he got man of the match accolades. Makes sense. Uh, very good game. It's a second straight start for them. He was loaned in the winter. Um, looked Has looked good in both starts. Today especially, I mean, he looked phenomenal. Uh, great to see him doing well. I mean, we're going to have an embarrassment of riches at left back when the season's over between Ramon, between Doran Leidner. We gave you guys a little bit of a stat breakdown of Fotis Kitsos, how he's doing in Cyprus. Um, he's looking pretty good there as well. So quick little shout to Doran Leidner. Great game from him and hope he continues to have some success on his loan in Austria. 
Now, let's get to it, boys and girls. Let's get talking about Volos versus Olympiacos post-match today. It was a good win, 3-0, all from set pieces, Fortuny's set pieces, of course, and we're going to talk more about his individual set piece takes a little bit later. There was a lot of discourse before the game because we had a couple of injuries. uh, Well, I should say we had an injury and two suspensions. The injury was to Jan Villa. And so we knew we're probably not going to have him also, I think, for at least another week. Uh, he had a leg injury that's keeping him out. Um, Wong Embalm suspended. Pep Biel suspended. Very important as well, because for those of you that saw earlier in the week, we put some stats out leading into the playoffs. The Y Scout Best 11 Index is what it was based off of. The our, Some of our best players and some of the best players in, in Greece at these positions were not available to us. One of those being Pep Biel, the other being Huang Embalm. And for those of you that didn't see the graphics, we'll show you them here. For the best center midfielder, Huang Mbom is the best center midfielder, according to Scouts Index in Greece. Also, a second Olympiakos asset is up there, Fadiga also. So very nice to see two Olympiakos assets in the top five for center mids in the Greek Super League. And then for best winger, you have Pep Biel at number one, playing out of position most of the year. Regardless of what you have to say about Pep Biel, in the Scout Best 11 Index, he is considered the best winger in the Greek Super League. So we were missing both of those guys today. And Jan Villa, I know there's been a lot of difference of opinion in regards to Jan Villa this season. But Jan Villa is, in terms of ball progression, one the top number four overall in Greece when it comes to the number of meters in terms of ball progression forward. So he's a very important asset for us when it comes to moving the ball forward and you saw today without these three pieces available to us movement was very stagnant and was very slow what did you think about the movement that you saw today marcial oh marcial you're muted buddy i'm sorry sorry. Uh, you you said you said the word uh it was very very slow probably one of the slowest game i've seen since a long time because at some point, I asked myself, like, what is, why is Volo, what, what, uh, Volos is playing for what? I mean, say, they don't have anything to win except the fifth position against Aris, but it's not going to be played in, against Olympiacos. So at least plays without fear because you play at home, but at the same point, it looks like a no way game because the huge majority of the stadium was full of, Olympiakos fan, and it will be the same against Ike, against Paul, against Panathinaikos. So I was waiting for them to come and threaten more the Olympiakos team because we had some uh, missing players, I just said it. But uh, I don't know, It's it was so strange because no, no one really wanted to to do something and uh, the Kasami early goal kind of sealed the game for me because yeah. I I, it was obvious that uh, Volos players did not believe in them in, in themselves. I mean, they probably. I, I, I would love to. I would love to to see the, the numbers. But apart from that draw in Karaiskakis, they got trashed like very evenly in every big game this season. So they don't have the mental quality to bounce back in games like that. Like they don't. They are not able to do what to do what uh, Pasianina did, for example, 
against Olympiacos or even Atromitos. So I, I knew the game was won at halftime and I was wondering uh, what what would uh, look like the second halftime. But I was kind of disappointed because probably it's the kind of game you have to put maybe uh, El Arabi Valbuena earlier like to to give them back some confidence. But at the same time, you can't cheat like that. I mean, not cheat, but you can't take risks like that because if the game turn around and you lose two points, it, it, it can cost the title. So, yeah, you're it's not very hard. It's wrong. difficult to analyze games like that because the, only the victory matters to me. No, you're you're not wrong. And I mean, this has kind of been the story for Volos this season, right? They 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 do play as far as the mid tier or bottom tier teams are concerned in Greece, we'll say the teams outside the top, the big five, right? They play a very open brand of football, things considered. Uh, they don't usually seem to huddle back. They don't, uh, they, it, they, they play more open is what I'm trying to say, but against the, the, the bigger teams outside of the one game against us earlier this season, they haven't played well against the top five. They usually just tend to roll over. So they've been a bit of a joke when it comes to the top five teams that they play against. So in a way, yeah, I'm not um, I'm not overly surprised. I was expecting a win today. What concerned me a little bit today was yet again, and you know, against Ike, I guess it's one thing, but against Volos, you expect to see better. And that was the fact that we had our open play was very poor again. You already brought it up. We talked about the slow tempo, slow buildup. And maybe that had something to do with the fact that you had Samaseku and Kasami in the midfield. Neither, well, Kasami wasn't really moving that much. You had Hamas Rodriguez, who also was, we, we know how he is. And he's also just returning for an injury. So we're not expecting him to, to exert himself and re-injure himself again. Now, the issue I have is forget just the open play too. Volos won most of the 50-50 battles today. And that's I haven't seen anybody talk about that. Because and and for okay, and rightfully so, people are just happy we got the win. We needed to get this win because Ipanathinakos is going on right now, and somebody's dropping points, and we're gonna take advantage of that one way or another. But for me going forward. I have a question about whether or not our lack of open play is going to be sustainable in the playoffs. We already know that we've struggled against in the derbies all season. We had a big win against Ike in the Ayo Sofia that was really necessary for our mentality. But here against Volos, we're struggling. We're not winning these 50-50 balls. Volos won more of the 50-50 battles than us in both air, the air and on the ground. Something concerning. Um, you know, maybe we can chalk that up to the fact that it was Volos and maybe the team wasn't playing at hundred percent. Who knows? Uh, I I'd be willing to accept that as an argument. I hope that that's the case, but for you, Martial, is this sustainable for us in the playoffs to continue to play this poorly in open play? Cause all of our goals, all of our dangerous situations came off of set pieces. We almost, we only had one dangerous situation I could think of that came in open play. The rest of it came off of set pieces. How do you see that? Yeah, that I I don't know because uh, I don't really think that you have to have uh, a sustainable way of play to win a, a title in playoff because obviously uh, the more creative team has more chances to win it. But uh, like the game we played in Aya Sofia, sometimes you 
just need to be efficient uh, because rather it's uh, by counter attacks or with set pieces, uh, those were two uh, area in which we had so many issues since this summer because uh, during the qualifiers in Europe or maybe during the first big games in Greece, we had so many situations. We had a lot of set pieces that did not produce anything. So, yeah, of course, I, I would love to see it change because if Mitchell wins the title, I see him uh, uh, continue on the next season. It, it makes sense to see him uh, being here this summer to try to qualify for European competition. And we, we will need an improvement in the in the playing style of the team. But until the end of the playoff, I, I'm not so sure. Uh, I, I'm not that concerned to answer to you because I don't know if I don't know if it, it if it has to do with uh, the midfield you mentioned uh, playing with Samafeku and uh, Kasani. Those are like two heavy players, if I can say that. Especially Kasani is not a probably the the opposite of uh, in Bayern in terms of playing style, in terms of qualities, default, uh, what he can do, what he can't do, and probably it kind of affects the game today. And I, I told you on the chat, like I, I would have loved to see, for example, a player, a player like uh, Agibu today playing as an eight because he would have done so many uh, damages to Volos. And it it, ran, it reminded me the game we played in Tripoli years ago. I think it was with Podente and Camara, and we were winning four 0 at halftime because uh, they did not have any chances to uh, pass the pressing. Uh, the pressing wall that we were putting in place. And today, if we were able to do that, we probably would have won uh, probably 3-0, but with another playing style. But that's okay. So uh, at the same time, it means that we have many tools in the team. And probably I would give credit to Mitchell because the team right now looks more uh, like a team than before. And we are good on set pieces. Yeah. We are uh, we can threat uh, Ike with counter attacks like we did in Hagia Sofia, and also we have the quality to create. To create, uh, for example, in Karaiskakis when we will play against Aris, uh, Paul probably uh, Panathinaikos. So we are more we have more weapons right now than during the summer, in my opinion, of course. That's correct. Yeah, I, I see exactly what you're saying. I guess, I guess where maybe I get concerned is uh, maybe it's like PTSD from early in the season. But I remember a time earlier in the season when we were the least efficient team with our opportunities in the league, the worst shot accuracy. Uh, I still remember posting that up from the fall. We literally had the it was like twenty twenty four percent, I think, shot accuracy, team shot accuracy versus now, as you can see on a graphic, we posted this up before the playoffs earlier this week. We now have the best team shot accuracy in the league. We're one of the most efficient converting our chances, which is completely different. And this is kind of like the exact opposite with Panathinaikos. Panathinaikos, when they got their early league, was very similar. They had a very low volume of chances, but they were very efficient with their chances, penalties notwithstanding. Now it's the opposite. They still have as few chances as they did before, but they're much less efficient with it. And I guess that's where my, my concern is overall. It's simply because... I am waiting kind of for the other shoe to drop, as they say. I'm waiting for us, our efficiency to go back 
down a little bit. And then when we lose that efficiency, all of a sudden we're not winning these games with as few chances as they create. That's going to be, I guess, my concern more uh, going forward. But I understand everything that you're saying because you're absolutely right. And the team is looking better now. And maybe that has a lot more to do with it. So if it's working, it's working. But we'll see what happens. We have Adis next week, which you know will be a little bit more of a test than Volos. Uh, those games are more difficult, but we usually are able to grind out wins. So we definitely need another one uh, 100% going forward. Now, a uh, couple of quick individual shout-outs. I mean, we talked about it briefly before, but Costas Fortunis, three goals off of three Costas set pieces. That third goal from a ridiculous angle, uh, it was almost it was almost like le- almost as if it was like a corner being taken, and he puts a nice little curve on it. Um, I guess it took the goalkeeper by surprise a little bit in the defender. Um, he gets the goal off of it. The first goal, uh, he whips the ball in, and it kind of deflect. It looked like it hit off of a Volos defender, and then the ball gets played and gets scored by Kasami um, off of that deflection. Uh, the second goal came off of another Fortuny set piece. It gets flicked on by Hamas Rodriguez. Uh, and then, of course, Bakambu buries it into the goal. But three great set pieces from Costa. Um, he's not. He's only going to get a goal. He didn't get credits for any of the assists. He will get, it looks like, one pass two assist, uh, which is for the the technically the pass to Hames' head, which gets hit to Bakambu. But for the first goal, he will not get any assist credits for it. Uh, how did you see his game today? Well, it's the typical uh, Fortunis Greek game, I would say, because uh, he's coming back at the level uh, we are used to seeing, uh, which means being the... I, I I won't go into the debate of is he the better, the best player of the Super League, but the, the truth is is the most efficient player of the Super League. and uh, Because he, he started to play again, like, I don't know, two, three months ago, and in every game he played, uh, he's involved in an assist or a goal because that's the Fortunis we, we've been known since, since before his two injuries. And that's he is a very big asset for Olympiakos because we've seen that since he's injured, we did not find someone like this in the Greek League. I mean, I'm not going to talk about Europe, but in the Greek League, uh, there is no one like him because he's able to do it a way he's able to do it uh, at Karaiskakis. Um, you mentioned the set pieces before. and I know sometimes uh, it can be, uh, it can be, uh, I don't know the word, but well, it, for, as a Dimitrikos fan, you expect the team to play more fancy football, but having someone that masters the set pieces area is such a powerful weapon because you know that when you play power, for example, or you, when you play Panathinaikos, they won't come to Karaiskakis to play nice football. Like they would try to cut the game every time they, they, they have the opportunity to. So having someone that uh, that good on some pieces, and it's not only corners, because today the, the free kick he had to take were kind of difficult, you know, but yep. he put the ball in the perfect area, and that's a very big weapon. We did not have... Uh, in Europe, for example, because if you remember the game we played in Europe, uh, we could have unlocked some situation with another, for example, in Nantes, the first game, or I don't know, maybe against Karabag at home. 
And sometimes it, it wins you points, it wins you games, very important games. Um, but also in the build-up, we've seen it's very efficient too, because I remember the assist he gave in Aya Sosha last week. And yeah, the fact he scored too, it's it's important because he, he I think it it looks like he's on a mission to 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 get to give the title to Olympiacos. And because First of all, he loves the club, he loves the fan, he knows what Olympiacos represents. But I think the most important thing is that he has so many things to prove to a lot of people, including himself, maybe. Uh, because when you're injured like that, uh, when you miss two seasons, when you have to go with the B team, when you have to accept a pay cut to go back with the first team, when you have to deal with the pressure, when you have a, a child, I mean, all that stuff at some point. Mentally, you, you you just want to prove to everyone that you're able to lead Olympiacos toward the title. And I think he's trying to do it. He's doing it for the moment. And right. That's also a weapon that other teams do, do, do not have at, this, uh, uh, at the moment. Very no one true. agrees as a player like Olympiacos, like Fortunis, because obviously, obviously in some games, it will... Uh, be bad. It will be. It will do a bad performance. Uh, it will miss pass and stuff like that. But you know that with every corner, every free kick, he's a threat. And so at some point, it will, it will be important for Nikakos. Yeah, absolutely. And Costa, uh, uh, our lovely co-host, can't join us today, but he did have a question here that uh, I think you addressed earlier, Martial. Real question for me is what we do with Hamas with Fortunis in this form. For me, it's easy. You bench him and bring him off the bench, him being Hamas. But will we? Um, I think, you know, right now, because he's still coming back from an injury, I think it's easy to use that. But he is right. Hamas, you know, doesn't like to sit on the bench. and you yeah. are you you know are you willing to risk him being unhappy especially if the team wants to bring him back for another season that's that's a difficult one i mean i i agree with i agree with costa there his costa's fortunis's form right now is incredible and it's exactly the type of form we need from a player going into the playoff somebody that understands the league um somebody that's been through it before and he's now hitting his stride again after two bad knee injuries as we all know uh four goals yeah. four goals six assists now in under 900 minutes it's incredible stuff from costa and that's not even to consider the other things that he's done i brought up to you guys in the past uh you know he drew a penalty um that doesn't get him an assist on paper in a game but he you know in, in some leagues they consider that an assist uh he's got now three past two assists but you know the guy the guy's on fire the guy is playing very well and he's hitting form peaking in form, I should say, right when we need him to. So it's great stuff. And speaking of players that are hitting stride and in great form for us, uh, Bakambu is also doing very well. 10 goals now in 13 appearances. He's putting them away. Uh, there was a lot of critiquing on Bakambu because he couldn't put goals away in a big derby. He did put one away in a derby. And now he's put one away also in the playoffs, the first game of the playoffs. And we're going to need him to continue this firing form. Uh, how did you see Bakambu in this match? Well, I, he is doing what I uh, I was expecting him to do because when he came uh, to Olympiacos, he came in. He came like super late in September, 
but I knew he was going to to score a goal because uh, first of all the Greek league is is uh, a good opportunity for a striker to to have good stats because we've seen it with El Arabi and we've seen it with uh, Bakambu. I mean, players that have scored goals uh, in bigger league will probably do it in the Greek league. And I mean, Bakambu like was able to score more than ten goals in the full season of Europa League. So we're speaking of, about high class strikers and uh despite the fact that he missed a lot of chances probably he probably probably missed around like 10 goals if i can count that uh with posts with offsides with uh missed opportunities but he kept on scoring on those uh uh easy game or small games if i if i can say that and the uh the goal the goal on Aya Sofia uh, was the most important because, first of all, the, the celebration it, it did uh, was, I, I, I found it like it was a prideness celebration. I don't know the word, but sometimes a striker, it's like, it's, it's like Fortunis. He had things to prove because everyone was saying, okay, Bakambu is kind of good, but he did not score in a single big game. And I think it has to be Olympiakos' main uh, asset for the playoff. It applies to Fortunis, but it also applies to uh, Bakambu. And it applies to James because, well, about the situation, uh, if you have to put him on the bench uh, compared to Fortunis, like the squad right now is made of players that have that have things to prove. Kasami today had things to prove too. I, I think it was probably the first time he was a starter since he came back. So it has it had things to prove and he scored today. And Bakambu you know that he has that uh, instinct to be on the area. The header he scored, it, scored today was kind of difficult because it was a deflection from James, and he had to win it, and he won it because he was at the same, at the very good position at the very good moment. So he can reach the twenty goal, in my book. Yeah. Well, listen. When he first came in, when we were having the disaster early in the season. Uh, I still remember when you said, and I, I threw it up on uh, socials when we were talking about Bakambu um, in regards to the Y Scout ratings uh, for his for for the best eleven index. You had said if we get any improvement in our build up or any improvement in our service going forward, Bakambu is easily a fifteen goal striker, and he's almost there already. So I mean, what more? What, you know, it's he's he's hitting stride exactly what we need. And we can only hope that he continues to do so. And guys, if you haven't seen it already, we did put a poll up. Uh, this isn't going to be um, a very long episode today. Um, you know, the the bigger games, of course, the ones that are going to be a lot more stressful, we'll spend a lot more time on. But this is not going to be as long of an episode. So get your votes in for your man of the match. Um, some of you have already begun to vote. You know, we're going to get into that segment not uh, pretty shortly, I should say. So we're going to be talking about that. So vote for your man of the match. Tell us who you believe deserves it. I have a feeling I know who's going to be getting most of the votes. But, uh, you know, maybe that's just me. Who knows? You guys have deferred from me before. But going back to the discussion at hand, yeah, Bakambu, I think, has been uh, – uh, I think he's been a solid, solid addition at the very least of the team this season. I understand why everybody was upset about him not being as uh, effective in some of the bigger derbies. What better time for him to change that narrative than now? 
started it with Ike. Let's hope it continues for the rest of the season. Uh, as far as, you know, maybe some other... Oh, go ahead, Marcial. You had a thought? And also, if uh, you look it further than the playoff, uh, Bakambu will probably will be ready for the summer. And right. The, 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 what, Mitchell, what Mitchell is doing with Olympiakos gives me so much regret because being put one in Europa League, uh, this season with the squad we have right now with Mitchell. Okay, okay, Mitchell is not a, a great coach in terms of being able to, to go very far in Europe, but I can't I can't imagine Olympiakos being last of the group in Europa League with this team right now and with, with right. what Mitchell created with Olympiakos since he came. And it, it gives me so many regrets because uh, I don't know because you uh, just look at the conversation we're having right now. With we are discussing who has to go on the bench between James Rodriguez and Inform for Tunis, and the debates uh, in I don't know in September was do Bowler need more opportunity to show he can play in Olympiacos? Uh, what to do with Wijo? Uh, yeah, is Conrad de la Fuente going to play again? And stuff like that. You know what I mean? And. Even the the central defense right now is going to be is is, is slowly go, going to be resolved be, with Ba returns, and with Socrates being able to help him with Endoy being able to be a solution, and it gives me many regrets because probably we we have chances to win the title, but I, I've been looking the Europa League this midweek and the Conference League, and I've seen teams like that that aren't better than Olympiacos right now, and we could have. We could have did so many great things, even with Fortunis in Europe. Just Fortunis on this team during the summer would have changed many things. But when you, if you if we look it further for the summer, we have like uh, you, you mentioned the loanies coming back, but we also have Fortunis that will be probably a key player. We will have Bakambu that will probably will be a key player. We have Pasalakis. Was doing a very great season since he came. We have uh, Endoy that established himself at Olympiacos. Uh, we have some warranties. And for the, for the first time since a long time, I'm kind of, I'm, I won't say I'm optimistic, but we have more, uh, I don't know how to say that, but we have more reasons to be optimistic for the summer. No matter right. which European competition we will play in, but. Well, we, we, also, are not, it's, we are not starting from scratch. Exactly. And we actually have a lot of players that have potential. You know what I mean? It's 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 shaping up to be as if, you know, we're, we're looking at a, a lot more players, I should say, that we have more uh, prospects for versus heading into an offseason where it's like, oh, my gosh, we have so much dead weight to get rid of. We still do have technically dead weight to get rid of. You know, we still have a lot of yeah. players that are out on loan. But look at all the players. Look at look at the promising players that we have that are out on loan. Look at the promising players that we have here. You know what I mean? We we already talked about Doran Leidner before, and that's going to be a, he'll be a great asset. We have Ramon now that that we just recently brought in. Um, yeah. There's uh, there's players for the B team. One in particular that's not brought up very much. Guys, uh, right back for the B team right now, Nemanja Nikolic. He is one of the leaders in uh, XA, expected assists in Super League 2. Little, just something to throw your, your way that has kind of gone unnoticed. And for the Libyakos B team, which has not been consistent, and it's been pretty bad, 
uh, all things considered so far this season. For for us to have a right back like that, when we haven't had an option outside of Rodine since we brought him in, we just have Adruzos who plays out of position there or Mario's Rusai who's played out of position there. To have a real right back, a young right back that maybe we can make something out of, it's a great thing to have. Um, we have um, Aliagic that's on loan uh, that's also getting playing time. Fotis Kitsos we brought up earlier who's doing quite well in Cyprus. I mean, we got thoughts from uh, our good buddy Stel, the Nochoftes podcast, who follows Ammonia. And he was telling us that overall, Kitsos has had a great season. He's been one of their three best players. You know, okay, he's 19 years old. He's inconsistent here and there, but great. It's great stuff from a 19-year-old from him. You know what I mean? We have a uh, Sergio Canos. Maybe we, if we can get him to say, it's another great thing. I mean, we're looking at a, a lot of good players here that we've that Michel, credit to him, has been able to build a decent core out of. You know what I mean? Something that we can build for the following season. So yeah, you're right. We have a lot more to be optimistic about versus going into the offseason last season. We're sitting here like, oh my goodness, what are we? Yeah, and do? also, the good thing is that we know that Michel probably you, you won't use it all of them but right. all of them will have one chance or more to show that they can do something because we at the end of it with four full season of martins we knew that the loanies uh it was kind of an offended for them because they right. probably had no chance to play and even with the covid epidemic uh we've we've seen uh Sorlis or markovic play for olympiakos but they did not have the chance to stay in the roster because Martins was very I don't know he had he had his players and he wasn't eager to change it compared exactly. to Mitchell because I, I it's it's fair to say I don't have many critics to do to Mitchell because yeah he gave Hendoy Hendoy a chance and when Hendoy had some issues after the uh the loss in the cup he took him out of the lineup and he put he put back he put back again in the lineup and yeah he knows how to handle the, the, the squad. And he, I think he, he has been mocked sometime. And I remember the, this time in, in Marseille because the, the communication is using, uh, it's like, okay, he's very charismatic, you know, uh, he's well looking, he's wearing a nice dress and he has a nice smile, stuff like that. And sometimes it can create some credit because people would say, okay, he's not focusing on football. But at the same time, at the end of it, a lot of players that have been under Mitchell would say, okay, he's a great uh, man manager. Uh, he knows yes. how to talk to players. He's close to them. Uh, I, and I think it can, be, it can be seen from the outside point of view. Okay, we, we are not every week in Renty to see how he speaks to players, how he deals with players that want to play more, how he's going to deal, for example, with a player like Bittiki that came in January and that he doesn't have a lot of playing time. But in the meantime, uh, we know that he's probably following every loanee uh, outside the club, and what all of them will have a, a chance during the preseason because Martin's preseason was probably the worst thing to follow out of Olympiakos one because you knew yeah. he was using the player, he was using, for example, Yanis Masuras, but he probably could have scored uh, an hat trick and he would have disappeared anyway. Yeah, exactly. And, and I mean, and, you know, to your point, we've spoken to some players. Uh, we can't tell you guys who, of course, but we've spoken to some players and they said the same thing. He's gr he's great as a, you know, personally, you know, he, he's great as a man manager like you already brought up before. And that's and and that was what we we, we missed. 
You know what I mean? Uh, and, you know, we I hate going back and talking about Corbaran again, but Corbaran was a tactician, but unfortunately, we would have needed to say, look, the season's done and let Corbaran build. And we weren't willing to do that. He was a tactician, but he wasn't what the team needed to turn things around. We needed somebody that was better for the mental aspect to get the morale up. And that's what he is. He's he, Regardless what we have to say about him tactically, he did that part and he's got the players. The mood is great. The team is playing is at least better than it was before. You know, we'd like to see some other things, but guess what? It's playing better. It's getting, he's doing exactly what we're supposed to. What can you, what can we say? You know what I mean? Since the break, since the break, Martial, how many losses have we had since the break? Last loss. Uh, Michel, I think, has only one loss in Greece. It. It's I in the cup. That's it. That's it. He wasn't so, there for the derby against Pauk. Exactly. So as much as we, as much as we may critique his, his, his tactics, as much as we may critique things about him, what we can't ask that much more of him. Yeah, we dropped a few points early after the, you know, with a couple of draws. I get it, and that upset a lot of the people. But we're main he's gotten us this far. With the, yeah, main critique for me is the way he handles uh, changes during during a game. Yes. Otherwise, otherwise, it's fair to say that it was probably the most uh, uh, smartest option for Olympiakos. Yeah, and it cost me a lot to say that because I, I was probably <laughs> I was very critical about Mitchell because he failed so much. You and me everywhere. both. You're not the only one. He, he failed everywhere except in Olympiakos. Yep, exactly. But you know what? Listen, um, it, it, it was probably. It's harder job, harder job to come back to Olympiacos with the mess, that mess. Yeah. No, you you are absolutely right, Marcel. I'm wishing trying to say Cetafe in La Liga looked easier on paper than going going to save Olympiacos. Yeah, there's more pressure here. Way more yeah. pressure. I mean, look, I, I'm with you right away. You know, while we're on the the, the topic of the coach, Marcel, let's let's just let's just hit it. Man of the match talking about the coach we're already talking about his tactics we're already getting there um go ahead give me your man of the match and give me your coach's grade while you're at it today too well man of the match would be for tunis uh because he kind of decided the game uh yeah. but also i would give credit to kasami because a part of his goal he he did what he had to do uh, in a game like that and so he will, will have my credit on that. And for the coach, coach's grade, I will say an A because 3-0 to start a playoff. No one got injured. No one got suspended. Uh, it gave time to Al Arabi, to Valbuena. It gave time to Masudas. Uh, I, don't, I don't have anything to complain about. And if I can finish on Mitchell, sometimes I have the impression that he... He fits so well the club, uh, like Lucescu fits so well power for many reasons. You know what I mean? It looks like the man at the very best position, and he, it has to be seen uh, by the way he talks to the media because he, yes. he's kind of good to that. And the, the comparison I'm doing with Lucescu is because Lucescu is always complaining about uh, Athenian teams, he's always complaining about referee, he's creating this. Uh, Everyone is against us. That sweets the power fan base, the power as a whole club. But Mitchell, on the opposite, the, the way he communicates fits the Olympiakos fan base, the Olympiakos context. And 
that's why it, 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 it looks happy to be there and he understands very quickly compared to someone like Corbera probably that he needed no time to adjust to Olympiacos. So and yeah. I hope it will be something that will make the difference during the playoff because he knows how to win title. You're you're absolutely right. At least in this context, you're 100% right there. Well, Marcio, I'm probably not going to change too much from you. My man of the match is also going to be Costas Fortunis. I feel like he's been my man of the match a couple games in a row now, if I'm not mistaken. But <laughs> whatever the case is, uh, he's my man of the match. And yeah, I, I'm also going to give... Uh, maybe if there was one thing I could critique Michel for is, uh, at least in the starting lineup, I would have... you know I My preference would have been to see Ramon. Uh, on the left wing, you know, giving us a little bit more width. But yeah, all things considered, I actually wasn't too upset with Oleg today. I actually saw him get forward no. more today than I have in the past. Maybe, maybe the competition is is finally doing that to him. I don't know. Exactly. You know, it's having Ramon me. there. So that's a good point. I wasn't I wasn't upset with Oleg today. I don't know how everybody else feels. I know there was a couple comments earlier on, people saying why was he why was he playing? And I, I wasn't super upset with him, you know, but that would have been my only critique from the starting lineup, limited options for the midfield. If you didn't go with uh, Kasami, you would have had Adruzos. So we haven't seen Adruzos play midfield all season. So I, I don't think it's, it was a stretch to see Kasami start. In fact, that we expected it. So yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, three, nothing. Did they have a shot on target all game? I don't think so. I don't think so too. Yeah, I don't that's think that's insane. So. The, the number of clean sheet that Pashalakis have had since in game. He a number of prevented goals. Also, he had a couple of decent saves. So, uh, yeah, no I mean, actually, to be fair though, now that I think about it, the Volos did have like one or two opportunities. They were blown for offsides. One that Pashalakis technically did save, yeah, but yeah, it was yeah. called for offsides. Now that I think about it, so that could be, that could be I why. But yeah, I, I mean, I can't, we can't complain about that. Now, looking at the fan votes, so you guys got our votes. Looking at the fan vote, Martial, I think this is the first time. Oh, nope, never mind. Somebody, somebody changed it. It was 100% for Cosas Fortunis. I had never seen that before. And then just as I was about to say it, somebody went and voted for Kasami. Um, so it looks like Kasami got, uh, Kasami got a couple of votes, but Cosas Fortunis, 97% of the votes for man of the match went to Cosas Fortunis. So I, probably, I will probably do my uh, compilation about Kasami because it's difficult to do a compilation with an offensive player that uh, created yeah. three goals with set pieces. It's not to, to lower what Fortunis did, but uh, I think Kasami deserves credit because when you do not play a lot like that, it, it, it's kind of frustrating, especially in a club like Olympiacos, uh, because uh, you don't play, you don't come to Olympiacos to be on the bench, especially especially when you're Kasami. He knew probably it was going to, it was going to be difficult for him, but it also it shows that Mitchell is able to keep everyone under pressure, right. even Samaseku, because if he, we look back, Samaseku was only playing like 10 minutes every game and they had to play back-to-back games because in Bale and in Villa were out. So yeah. he, he was able to, to, be, to be there and to be present. Um, that's what Mitchell to do, was able to do that. Yeah, absolutely. You're 100% right. Well, we said it was going to be a short one today. So, uh, Marcia, unless you have any other thoughts, I've got nothing else. 
I was wondering, uh, because I saw on Transformac the uh, the game plan of Olympiakos, but we do, we do play again on the next Wednesday after Aris, or do we have Correct. a break? Uh, I, I believe that's the case here. I have it right here. So we play, we because play against Aris. Well, we have the international break. So first it's the international break. Then we play Adis after the international break. It's in second, the second of April, I believe. So international break, then Adis. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. I so. thought it was on next Sunday. I was wondering why it was for close. Yeah. So no, we oh, have international break, then Adis. That's yeah. correct. It's Sunday, Wednesday, Sunday. If we win the three games, oh my God. Exactly. Yep, it's going to be big, big football. But until then, of course, we have the national team uh, that's going to be playing. So maybe we'll do something for the national team. Um, Otherwise, we'll play again. Maybe. National team. He was called up. So let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. We'll be rooting for the national team as we always do. Uh, We're, you know, as at the time that we're wrapping up the recording here, it is. In the 63rd minute, it looks like, for Panathinaikos Ike, it is still 0-0. So we're going to be keeping our eyes on there. Uh, if it I'm ends in a draw, you know, it's... Avoiding the red card again. They, uh, I'm, I don't know how Amrabat has avoided red cards. It's it's amazing. He shouldn't have gotten out of the last game without one, but whatever. Uh, I digress. <laughs> anyway, uh, guys, if you haven't done so already, don't forget to like and subscribe. Hit that button if you like the content you see. The engagements help us grow the red and white community and find more Olympiakos and Greek soccer fans or Greek football fans. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening, especially if you made it this far. Uh, we are Gate 7 International by the fans for the fans, and we'll see you next time. Κάτι μαγικά Όπου πας εσύ Θα με πάντα